Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you why John Cena's SummerSlam match could be in jeopardy. A major update on WWE and Brock Lesnar and what on earth's going on there. We have some new details on Malachi Black's AEW debut, his new character and a bunch of other stuff. And an exclusive story about the tag team formerly known as Everize and their shocking WWE release. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right, let's talk John Cena to kick this bloody thing off. Interesting situation. Uh, Interesting story about this dude breaking overnight. He's doing a new movie. The movie is called Argyle. Uh, He's going to be appearing alongside Henry Cavill, Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, a bunch of people. Uh, This is Variety, who broke this story last night. And you might wonder, why are we doing movie news on the wrestling news at this time of day, even though it's John Cena? Well, the interesting part of this is that the film is due to begin filming in Europe in August. What else is in August? Adam Wilborn's birthday, for one. Hey! Hey, there we go. But for two, SummerSlam. And what event has John Cena been rumoured to return at? Adam Wilborn's birthday barbecue, of course. No, of course, we've uh, we've done the story on this a few times already. Uh, the, you know, talking about the potential Roman Reigns versus John Cena match has been mentioned. Cena has kind of went nudge, nudge, wink, wink towards it a few times as well. Um, but you, you know, you look at this filming schedule and you think if it's starting in August. What's going on there? Could be the, could there be a potential conflict? Now, we don't have exact filming dates yet. We don't know, you know, potentially this could start after SummerSlam or it could be that they don't need Cena in Europe for the week of SummerSlam or whatever else. So, you know, the, the SummerSlam connection here is just putting two and two together to get 28 or something uh, in this case. But it's interesting to think about nonetheless. I would like to see Cena versus Roman Reigns. I think it's a big match. Um, you, you have a big event like this where it's going to have like 40 odd thousand people there in Las Vegas. First time in a long time they've been able to do that and uh, it's certainly a match that would fit that stadium but what do you reckon Adam Wilburn? Well first of all can I say what a cast they've got there that's an amazing collection of people a film all about of course Plymouth Argyle the football club very excited <laughs> to see how they do that understandable they have to film in Europe for that one uh, I don't know I don't know a lot about movies but I do know they don't film them in, in one month so there's no. a, and I've said from the beginning when they went, oh, no, John Cena didn't say anything about this on Jimmy Kimmel or, oh, Brock Lesnar. No, we're not thinking about him for SummerSlam. I said from the beginning, 
bollocks. If you had John Cena and Brock Lesnar in your back pocket, and considering all the crap that we've been put through by WWE, and they are known for making good on their badness a lot of the time, these are two huge surprises, and I don't think they would get out. I still am convinced both men will be wrestling at, or at the very least, appearing at SummerSlam. And let's be honest, I've never been wrong with my predictions. So, yeah, Always right. uh, I, I think that there is wiggle room to allow Cena to do that and then maybe start filming. Or, I don't know, we'll work Summer out because John Cena, Roman Reigns has to bloody happen because it's just perfect for SummerSlam, as is something like Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, but I've got an update on that from the Mat Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, Andrew Zarian, always good for this sort of thing. Apparently WWE want Brock Lesnar to commit to live shows if he is going to return to the company. Now Zarian does seem to suggest that SummerSlam is off the table now. Things didn't work out, they were doing negotiations, trying to put something together, but it just didn't happen. It's not going to factor into SummerSlam. Again, I still think that's a load of bollocks. No offence to Andrew Zarian, but I, oh, I've just got, uh, it's probably more hope than expectation, but, but we'll keep <laughs> you posted as, as that develops. Uh, but in terms of Brock actually returning to WWE, unless something, quote, tremendously terrible happens, they are due to reach an agreement in, well, days, weeks, oh, months, I've no idea, but yeah. it does look like Brock will be returning to WWE just once they can, I don't know, figure out how many zeros to put on the check, yeah. who bloody knows. Uh, but it, I, I mean, it's understandable that Brock's stayed away. He's not exactly, Hamlet always says this, but he's probably enjoyed, you know, not enjoyed, that sounds horrible, but appreciated this pandemic more than anyone else because he is a man who likes keeping to himself. So yeah, yeah, just sticking at home and not having to cross the border or anything like that makes a lot of sense. But uh yeah, I, I think this is going to work out. I think he still think he's going to pop up at SummerSlam, if I'm perfectly honest, or at the very, very least, Andy, the roar after SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, uh, Brock Lesnar's going to do what Brock Lesnar wants, and as soon as they give him something that he likes the sound of, he'll do it. Uh, yeah. It's a simple equation. For me, the guy is always up in the air, so uh, Lord knows what's going to happen. But uh, I'd like to see him back. I miss him. I'll, I'm a Brock Lesnar guy. I've been for a long time, even when he's been squashing my faves. I still like him. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to see him sooner rather than later myself as well. Um, someone who we're going to be seeing a lot more of recently, recently, soon, what? Alistair Black, Malachi <laughs> Black, Tommy End, Malachi Black. He's in AEW. He debuted this week at Road Rager, of course, taking care of Arn Anderson and that pesky scamp Cody Rhodes. Uh, he hopped onto Zelina Vega, Tia Trinidad's uh, Twitch channel. That's his wife, of course, last night. And he had all kinds of stuff talking about his debut. Just spilling the beans here, Malachi Black. And there's some really interesting points here uh, that he brings up. One thing that he mentions is that with his new character, it's more in line with what he always wanted to do in WWE. He said he wanted to be a heel uh, in NXT, but Triple H saw him more in line with a babyface, that kind of character, which to be fair, worked out quite well in NXT. He was great in NXT, wasn't he? Tremendous run. Um, but he's talked about, you know, trying to keep the debut under wraps and everything else, how quickly it came together. I've got a few quotes from him here uh, that I'll just, I'll just read to you. Uh, we made it a thing to make it available to as limited people as possible, because that's how you keep it under wraps. Security, Cody Rhodes, and a few others, it may have been five or six people in total who knew that he was going to debut and show up, which I think is great when you're able to, like, work the locker room and, 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 like, come in in a cloak. Like, who's that guy under the bag? You can't know, person watching on. Uh, he went on a little bit, said it was a good feeling. It's been a rough seven or eight months, but I feel like I got a win last night. I got... I, I feel wrestling. I got a win in general. And uh, 
as far as like you know the blackout goes we talked about this on the news yesterday how there was a curious blackout in the Cody Rhodes QT Marshall match in the in the opening stages and the announcers were like technical difficulties what's going on that was all part of the plan as well uh, uh, Malachi said the following I pitched the idea and said what if we do multiple blackouts throughout the show and insinuate the technical difficulties commentary did a great job of getting that over and it came off great so he's clearly a guy who has a lot, lot of ideas and a yeah. lot of um, thoughts on how he wants to where he wants to go with his character and everything else it's clear they had a lot of input on what he's done here um, he spoke a little bit about Tony Khan about how the creative process will be more in line with what he wants to do in AEW it sounds like he's a very happy man who's found yeah. a home that he really likes and is going to be uh, prosperous in so good for him man if he's had a rough time this past 7 or 8 months as he said and you know he wasn't on TV for a long time how can you not feel happy about that, right? Yeah, exactly. Lovely to see him back doing what he clearly really enjoys. Like you say, he's a very creative individual. That sort of foreshadowing with the blackout. I thought, I, I watched it at the time, I thought, what the bloody hell have you done there? And then obviously when it happened, it's like, ah, oh, now, now I get it. Um, why is it when people talk, you know, you say there about like keeping it under wraps and sneaking people in and telling as limited numbers of people as possible. The big one that I think of, of all the big surprises is Eric Bischoff being a vicar at a wedding. So like, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe you should think of some other slightly more popular and, you know, impactful debuts or surprise appearances. But yeah, my brain for some reason always goes to, to, to Billy and Chuck and all that. So, uh, who, who bloody knows what, what's going on in my head? But yeah, fantastic to see, as you say, uh, Malachi Black just clearly really enjoying himself. I'm going to apologize because in the next few weeks and months, I'm definitely going to accidentally say Alistair Black, but, Honestly, I do mean the guy who's now... Or I believe I saw the tweet. Actually, he's now officially All Elite. So, yeah, fantastic. News. There you go. And, uh, and excited to see what happens next with him. Good luck against Cody. That's going to be a hell of a feud. Uh, and for today's final news, which absolutely... Uh, how can I describe this? Rules! Uh, we chatted <laughs> to Everrise yesterday. I was very lucky to chat to the lovely Matt and Jeff, formerly Matt Martell and Chase Parker of ever rise now known as the show rules they've got their own youtube channel go and check it out uh chat to them yesterday the full interview is going to come up on our youtube channel and available as a podcast in the next few days but they were talking about their wwe releases and just basically how shocking it is because well they felt that they had their entire careers ahead of them they're obviously doing a lot on nxt they seem to be featured more and more and more in the weeks preceding their release they were doing stuff with hit row they were popping up and challenging raquel gonzalez to take a swing which she did <laughs> Um, they signed for the promotion <laughs> in 2019, uh, but when I chatted to them about their release, Matt said, uh, yeah, we were surprised to say the least. Uh, it seemed like we had our whole careers in front of us in WWE. We were on TV every week doing what we wanted to do. Uh, they talked about the fact that when it comes to WWE releases, uh, they were released on the 25th of June, of course, but in the weeks and months preceding that, we obviously had a series of them. When they saw people like Braun Strowman getting released, they realized, look, no one basically is safe. Uh, they've got some great stories to tell though about their time in WWE. Uh, they're still very appreciative of the likes of uh, Hunter and, and Shawn Michaels and uh, uh, Terry Taylor, people like that. Like they've got a lot of nice things to say. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed chatting with them. They're just such lovely blokes. Uh, they talked about being security for Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. And he's going to share that story with you on the new, on the website later, whatculture.com. And as I said, just check out that old video and support these guys because just, they're just lovely blokes, Andy. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I watched the whole interview this morning. Perk of the job, a little sneak peek. It's tremendous stuff. Two guys who you can tell have just reacted to this in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, they're already out there. They're already making moves. They're already producing content. Uh, they're, they're just keep keeping going, basically. They, they haven't lost any steam whatsoever since they left. So, you know, what must have been a very jarring decision like professionally and everything they mm. they don't seem like bitter a lot of guys get on podcasts and everything and like shoot off and stuff and that's great I love that stuff it's really entertaining but these guys just seem like the best guys of all yeah. time and it's a really great interview and you should check it out and you know, the guy who interviews I'm not sure about that dude but like <laughs> Matt, Matt and Jeff are tremendous yeah Matt Martell he's got a baby due in a month yeah. time so best of luck with that and uh, yeah hopefully we'll do some more stuff with them and people say we're paid AEW Shields here at What Culture it's not the case but if Sweet TK is watching sign them please sign them for <laughs> AEW because uh yeah there's quite a few people in AEW uh, who can uh, get a taste Andy they can get a taste yeah. I think we're at this stage we're paid uh, paid man Jeff Shields so yeah. I'm here for that we got a problem with you <laughs> you get a chew <laughs> right, okay, let's move on to your Twitter questions. <laughs> at what culture WWE? We never have anything as good as Chew of the Week. First question to come today comes from Jake, 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 who says, Do you think AEW Jake. could possibly Jake. use Dan Jake. Lambert to rebuild da- uh, Lance Archer? Dan Lambert, of course, uh, the founder of American Top top Team, who uh, Lance Archer attacked on Dynamite this week. Uh, I'm thinking Lambert could bring in someone big and beefy, uh, possibly from <laughs> TNA, to have a short feud with Archer that Archer ultimately wins. Also, go Italy. Oh, you ruined it at the end there, Jake, but yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Andy? I think Forza Azuri. Um, yeah, no, Dan Lambert is too good to not use again. He was great in his run in Impact. Um, we saw again on Dynamite this week. He's a just tremendous natural talker. Um, I love the idea of him coming in as a heel manager. They've got to book the guy. They've got to book the guy. Yeah. And uh, Lance, you know, throwing someone at Lance is a perfect start. Yeah, maybe not Jorge Masvidal, though, since he's quite busy. He's and very Amanda small Nunes as well. Probably could beat him, because she's genuinely one of the yeah, best female could. MMA fighters there is out there, apart from, all right, Chris Cyborg, we've got a history. Um, but yeah, feed him someone big and beefy, because he needs something to re-establish himself, I feel. Cool Link 7 brings us our second question of today. There's with the recent debate on whether uh, Hangman Page, Adam Page, should lose his rematch with Kenny Omega or win the AEW title from him. What do you guys think of one of the Dark Order members having to beat Omega before Page can challenge for the title? I think that Kenny Omega has been built into such a, p- a position of prestige in multiple promotions with titles all over the place that having him take an unnecessary pinfall uh, to someone lower ranked who isn't going to win the title later on is not a good move. Uh, for me personally, I, I don't like that kind of booking a lot of the time. So I wouldn't go with it personally, but I would absolutely find a way to put together Omega and Evil Uno for the title. Um, like Omega could like punch down and go, oh, this guy's not going to beat me, he's a loser. Like, you know, the kind of thing that Jericho did with Jungle Boy uh, mm-hmm. in 2019. Um, I, that would be so much fun because Uno is so over at the moment. Kenny could handpick him, which means you get over the rankings thing. Yeah. Uh, it would be great stuff. I, I would do that but I would have Kenny win I wouldn't have Kenny take any singles losses no it's uh, an interesting idea this I, I don't know what they're going to do they've got just under two months to, to try and kill time until all out because I feel like it has to be all out that yeah. they do that match where the title switches uh, so yeah I'd have negative one beat Kenny Omega in summary basically <laughs> <laughs> it's believable he's Either a badass or on Dynamite next week have Kenny Omega come out and say you know what Paige you know what yeah you can have a title shot next week it's going to be me and you 
Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, right, okay, final <laughs> question of the day comes from Planet Dan ASMR, who says, Good morning, lads. Do you think AEW should do a Money in the Bank-style ladder match or something involving cashing in a contract for a world title opportunity? It is Jericho's idea, after all. I'd quite like to see yeah. it, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I think a lot of people would be down for this. But for me personally, uh, the money in the bank thing, you know, New Japan have the version as well. They have the contract from winning G1, but it's not like a surprise mystery cashing thing. Yeah, it's, gift from the gods you know, in Lucha Underground or something as well. Gift from the gods. Yeah. Uh, they, they had all kinds of wacky stuff in Lucha <laughs> Underground. Uh, dragons eating people in cages yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not something I'd like to see in AEW for me. It's, you know, you, you do that and you attract a lot of flack for copying WWE and all of this stuff and blah 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 and like I'm generally in favor of copying good ideas don't get me wrong like why the hell not uh, just uh, uh, it's a step too far for me I, I don't want to see that in AEW I like the kind of rankings and winning title shots through battle royals and stuff like that I don't I don't need the element of surprise you would get from a briefcase yeah I think they had that hemorrhoid ring or whatever it was that Scorpio Sky plucked out of the sky that's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I love Money in the Bank, so I'd be inclined to go for it. And, you know, so maybe some Acme-sized dynamite that you have to, I don't know, light the fuse on. <laughs> I don't bloody know. I like the idea, but it does also feel like people would just go, mm, you're just stealing WWE's ideas, yeah. even though, as you said, it was Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's a nice thought, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's conclude today by just circling back and saying, please go and support these guys of uh, Everize because they were genuinely one of the nicest people I've ever chatted to. And they, uh, you know, they didn't deserve to get released. No one did, obviously, but they're just so creative, so talented. And they've got their own YouTube channel, so go and support them. The Show Rules is what you need to search for. Go and become a friend of the show. They do shows every Saturday morning. It's all very entertaining, and uh, if we can lend them just the, the smallest bit of help, it'd be nice, wouldn't it, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, like I said, these guys have just just kept going, haven't they? Uh, they said in the interview, you know, they got released on the Friday. They were making videos on the Saturday, putting them back out. So they, they're, they're. I mean, I think these guys are going to kick ass, whatever happens next. But check them out on YouTube. This content is awesome. I love the word content, obviously. Uh, <laughs> the, their coffee takes in particular are... Oh, choice but, oh, but you yes. knew that already you yeah. knew that already there you go no instinct, if, you're watching, by the way. if you're watching matt and jeff how do you like that there you go you're welcome get a piece of uh, their ass that's what you want to do <laughs> turning me on all uh, right <laughs> let us know your thoughts on everything we discussed in the comment section down below don't forget to like share and subscribe and subscribe to what culture wrestling on either itunes spotify wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcast got the smackdown preview and wrestle culture with a hashtag bloody good quiz later on today plus let us know your thoughts and twitter questions on twitter at what culture wwe watch there follow both of us you can follow andy murray at at andy h murray the h stands for happy birthday to the greatest worker of all time kevin nash oh what a guy <laughs> oh, ultimate hustler half cut already for the Smackdown preview then uh, right. follow me on Twitter at Adam Willable follow us all at WhatGulture WWE but for now my thanks to Andy Murray thank you for joining us and we will see you soon